0: Welcome to From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Keeson Ramirez. Joining me, senior sports reporter Paul Livingood. We're going to skip the introductions, the how are yous, the house class, because we have we have some important business to talk about. Uh, Texas State played their season opener against Florida State Seminoles at Dote Campbell Stadium. Turned out to be a, a 59 to 16 loss. Eighty thousand three hundred seventeen people were in attendance. Uh, lightning delay about 63 minutes kind of changed the game the, both coaches were asked if that was a factor in it at all They're both like no, we knew what we're doing We've already prepared months and weeks for this game So I don't think the I don't really want to talk about the delay because I don't really think that's a great talking point But what what happened what happened in this game? I I we both saw it, we both watched it did everything what, what happened?
1: Um, pretty much Florida State got up and they got up early and it was on the legs of Dalvin Cook in the first quarter Dalvin Cook uh, ran for 72 yards and two touchdowns, which are the only two touchdowns they had in the entire game. But they were in the first quarter, and even though they had the the muff punt in the second quarter that kind of gave us a little spark, um, it didn't really matter. Florida State was they were just bigger, they were faster, they were stronger, and it just didn't matter what we were going to do because we couldn't move the ball all night. So,
0: taking away from me, I'm um, okay. Uh, Dante Clanton, I I think that's a big play. I know it, I know like you said it didn't matter, but. That play kind of changed a little bit of the momentum of the game. It was 14-3. to sure. three. He picked the ball up. They got the ball at the 29-yard line. On the next play, Tyler Jones found Chris Nuttall wide open for a 25-yard gain. So they're at the four, and then there's Nuttall. They hand him off, drags a couple defenders, scores 14-10. to 10. You kind of see m- maybe this is a game. Maybe they pull off this David versus Goliath kind of upset. Maybe you start thinking that. And then Florida State, Florida State, did. All over, all over the Florida State plays, like they just I just said Florida State because they're Florida State. Um, I think that was something that was kind of a big deal. Um, but after that, they they were outscored in the last 35 minutes, 45 to six. So you just you just saw a Florida State team buckle down and show them that they they are who they thought we uh, thought they were.
1: Yeah, that's that's rough. I I didn't know that stat, but I mean it makes sense from watching it. <coughs> but. Uh, Running to the left side was a strong point for Florida State. I mean, it seemed every big run that they had went behind Roderick Johnson, the uh, All-American offensive tackle that was the only returning uh, offensive lineman for them this year. Uh, So that was a big plus for them. And then uh, Pender also had like 93 yards, I want to say. He's 90-something.
0: 92 yards on 14 carries.
1: Um, So, I mean, he played solid as well. I mean, they on the ground they were just –
0: Spot on. They could barely tackle Dalvin Cook, much less, like, touch him. Like, they were just – they just could not do anything. Uh, A couple other plays that I thought were significant were in the first half, at least, when the game was still a game. Uh, Lumi Kaba had an 11-yard run, fourth and four. Seemed improvised. We don't know if it was an actual drawn-up fake. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But he got the play unimpeded no one was there that was a big thing because they led to the Bobcats first field goal of the game and that was like okay maybe that's something maybe there's some momentum there uh Tyler Jones had a 25 yard scramble that took him into the red zone as well on that same possession uh that looked that looked promising as well um Tyler Jones in the first half 12 of 20 122 total yards Everett Golson. Seven of nine, 64 total yards. Like you looked at the first half, granted, Golson barely threw the ball. They were basically just giving it to Cook and being like, "Yo, just take this." This Texas State defense losing without meager just yeah. take them, just beat them, just take them to the promise line. It, it worked honestly. They could have ran the ball 80 times and won by 43 oh, or whatever. Easily. Like I don't really think they even needed to throw it. Um, but then you saw in the second half that Everett Golson got more. They loosened it up and he threw the ball. And then Texas State secondary just they could not stay with any single receiver much, and then they couldn't stay with Cook. They just, across the board, you could see that it was a sunbelt defense versus an ACC offense.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, Golson definitely lit it up in the second half. 228 of his 302 yards were in the second half, and all four of his touchdown passes were in the second half. And uh, like you said, um, Lumi Cabos, he, he had the little 12 yard or 11 or 12-yard run uh, Personally, I've, I it seemed scripted to me because he didn't really seem like he was ever gonna yeah, punt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on
0: the broadcast, they said it seemed improvised.
1: I agree with you though. Cause, I, I mean, don't. he caught the ball and he just he never really had like he never put his hands out to, to kick it. It's like he kind of tucked it away right away. So I mean, I think Fran was cu- trying to throw a little wrinkle in and get his guys excited. When
0: you're a 28 point underdog, you should do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you need some kind of trickery of some sort and. Um, I, watching the, in this team for the past couple of years and watching Fran, I mean, he does like to throw his little wrinkles in every now and again, and so that didn't surprise me that it happened, especially with the where they were on the field, what, like, they were down by, I think, 18 at that point. And, or, no, uh, by 11, sorry, 21-10 uh, to 10 at that point, point. and so, I mean, you didn't really have anything to lose, and uh, so, I mean, it, it was something that could have turned the game around for sure. Um, didn't really turn out that way, obviously, but I mean, you got you got to take those risks if you're the under if you're a 29 point underdog.
0: One of those risks that uh, someone on Twitter was l- asked me they were like, why did Texas State go for it on fourth and eight at Florida State's 42 yard line with a seven point deficit in the first quarter? They asked that, and I basically summarized that if you're an underdog and you're in their side of the field, you're about 15 yards away from realistic maybe 10 from a uh, field goal range, and you're down seven on the road. You're Texas State against Florida State. You go for on fourth and eight. You should go for that, I think, in general, underdogs especially, but I think teams in general should be going for it on fourth down way more than they already do. Fourth and eight, I think, is right at the end of that range, but I think you go for it regardless because the payoff is way bigger because, I mean, your defense is going to – yes, your defense has been playing well up to that point, but you know hard and hearts so that Texas State defense can't contain Florida State's offense. So when you're down seven, you have a chance to either put up seven points if you continue the drive or put up three it's much. It's a much bigger payoff than potentially giving a short a long. Gamble. Yeah. So I think in general there, um, first half, excuse me, Texas State led time of possession and turnover margin. A couple things that Coach Fran wanted to do. Uh, he both thinks those are both correlating well with wins, and that was something to look at. Uh, it was a ten. It was eleven point deficit at half. You led turnover margin. You led time of possession. I didn't think they were gonna win, but I, th- I I didn't think it'd be 11 points at half. I thought it'd be a bigger deficit. So that's a small Definitely. win in the grand scheme of things. Um, do you have any other takeaways from the game? Just little things that we haven't talked about.
1: Uh, I I think that going into the like into the break, um, I was hoping that because I mean at the time when I was thinking this thought, it was like f- it was only 14 to 10, and there was, I think there was like six or seven minutes left, and I was like if if they can hold them to like, 14 points in half, that would be spectacular. And then, obviously, Pender ruined my, the rest of my night with scoring a touchdown, make it 21-10. But even like you said, having an 11-point deficit at halftime against the number 10-ranked team in the nation. I thought it would be, like,
0: 20, personally. I was, uh,
1: personally, I thought and At half. At half, I thought it was going to be, like, 24-28. Wow. 24 like, in the
0: first half for Texas State's bold. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, they – Texas State's offense really disappointed me. I, I, ha- I held them high in my mind, and they let me down for sure.
0: Let's talk about that. I think part of that, obviously, ACC defense, Florida State caliber, I don't want to write them off and be like, this offense isn't very good because it's way too soon to do that. But I did see some concerning things, especially in the passing game, also the running game too. Texas State didn't stretch the field vertically, if at all. The ESPN broadcasters noticed it. I noticed it they they only had one 20-yard pass the entire game. Florida State had six of those. Uh, and that, that just tells you that they weren't getting the big plays. And that was a common theme last year, too. They just did not have that one. Uh, some people have said that DeMond Mercer was going to be that guy this year, sophomore, breakout player kind of guy who could stretch the field and give them that vertical play threat. He had zero yards in the game. Jafis Gaines, one of the best receivers, had three. Lawrence White, one of my breakout players, had 14. Ryan Carden, tight end, one technically twelve yards. Uh, CJ Best led the team with forty-two yards. He had one big catch. He had six catches. He was the only consistent guy, if you will, against these guys. But there was nothing. There's no. There's no. I don't know. I don't know what was up with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they. There was no offensive structure going to this game. Um, I. I personally held them pretty high. I felt like they would be uh,
0: they way too high, in my opinion. You said yeah. they were going to run for I think what? How many rushing yards? Was it two hundred? Or
1: yeah, I said about two hundred.
0: I, I was we, I was thinking tw- I was thinking like eighty would be a lot personally. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, it's, I mean they did they did end up running for one thirty two actually. Uh, yeah, so I mean they went over hundred, which is I mean I guess pretty good against Florida State, but I mean yeah like, being that the run is such a bread and butter of what we do with this up-tempo spread offense, I felt like they would do a better job at that. And, I mean, when I was watching, they were just the, – the athleticism really showed on, on Florida State's defense. They the, the lateral runs were not there. They couldn't outrun them to the edge. And so, I mean, you try to run these sweet plays and all these screens to the outside of C.J. Best, and the Florida State players are there. And, an and it works
0: against, like, Georgia Southern – I mean, not Georgia Southern. It works against Georgia State, Idaho, but against Florida State – Fran said it post game. Their team speed is ridiculous. They got to everything. Those little five to six, like those five six yard gains, are usually like eight to nine in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, I it, it worked. They got some rhythm. They got a couple first downs on the very first possession, and you're like, oh, they're moving the ball. They're doing some things. Maybe they have some I was chance. Excited. And then Tyler Jones took a costly sack. Couple penalties that happened consistently. Whenever they had like a, a drive that seemed like they was going somewhere, Tyler Jones would get sacked or something would happen. Um, I. The running game, Rob Lowe especially, just he, he wasn't direct TV, Rob Lowe. He was cable, <laughs> I can't run the ball for more than two yards, Rob Lowe. Eight carries, 13 yards. He was the leading rusher last year. For context, Lumi Kaba, the punter, had 11 yards on one carry. So he was almost matched last year's uh, leading rusher. Um, it, Chris Nuttall, he got that touchdown, dragged a couple defenders, that was a nice play. But other than that, sure. other than his 25-yard uh, reception, he didn't do a lot much either. Uh, they, both of them, the 1A, the 1B, the lightning and the thunder, one-two punch, yeah. weren't much of that against Florida State.
1: Oh, definitely not. Um, like you said, like the, the running game, it needs to be better if, if they're going to continue their success. Obviously, it, I mean, I'm, it, it's one game, it's Florida State, so I mean, I understand that. But hopefully this doesn't continue to be a problem. Hopefully this is just a one-game thing. The fact that that St- yeah a F- uh, Florida State's just that athletic that it, they held them that uh, that low in rushing yards. Um, so hopefully that's not a problem. Um, what are you looking for in terms of uh, things to improve?
0: Everything. Um, I I also don't really want to take too much out of this. I know we're talking about this game again. For long, a long time, because I mean that's our job. Um, we've
1: had a lot of coverage for this. We've game, had right? a lot
0: of coverage. I'm excited to not talk about this game for two <laughs> reasons. Well, well, one reason in particular, Florida State is not a good barometer for what Texas State is. I agree. They're not the measuring stick. They're not the team that we're looking for. We're not looking to. We're not looking to beat them at all. I wrote that in my column. The goal is not to beat them. It's to like put the program on the map. The goal is to beat Georgia Southern, Louisiana Lafayette, Arkansas State. So I don't want to take away too much, if anything, about this game um i i look at the stats we've been talking about them but i think is gonna be fine i think chris noddle is gonna be fine their vertical game is gonna be better when they're playing prairie view and southern miss and idaho and you know south alabama that's gonna be better just because it's to state caliber um i was a little worried if there's anything to take away from the defense just because you said it in your notebook, too. David Mayo's presence, the guy who can flood the ball in the middle linebacker position to any spot on the field, we didn't see that. Demetrius Woodard led the team with seven tackles. It was pretty balanced throughout, but no one really stood out defensively. He had a couple sacks uh, on Golson, which was nice. And uh, really, once he threw the ball in the air, it was going to be caught. There was no really pass deflections or anything really damaging for their, their end. Uh, when they opened, the, ball, when they opened the, the game up in the second half, Jimbo Fisher did the, it was it was terrible 19 Everett Golson started out seven of nine he finished 18 19 of 25 302 yards four touchdowns like he he just did it so the running game allowed 200 run defense excuse me they allowed 266 rushing yards to Pender to Cook to everyone which is 202 last year um and that was with the team with four new offensive linemen so if there's anything I thought that'd be a little bit better, but again, uh, who yeah. Knows? I mean,
1: David Mayo's definitely missed. He, I mean, when you have the second uh, leading tackler in the nation, that that definitely helps. Um, he he was the man in the middle. He he plugged up all the holes. He knew how to play his gap, and so you miss a guy like that, and it's hard. It's it's hard to miss. And so, because
0: basically they replaced them with like Tim Gay, who's never played the inside linebacker position yeah, in his career,
1: essentially, or Trey McGowan, which, whichever you choose. Yeah, but. Um, Tim Gate did make a couple nice tackles. Though. I was I was watching that like yeah. he he was in on some plays on some good he hits didn't, too. He didn't
0: make any damaging errors. I think that was a good. Exp- I think that's going to work out, especially long-term. for
1: someone who just transitioned to that uh, over fall
0: camp. How you couldn't ask any, anything better than that. I guess we've kind of covered this game to death beforehand, and now players of the game from Texas State, Florida State. Who you who you got?
1: Um. Texas State, obviously, Lumi Kaba is like the only person that played well. Um, he, aver- I, I have a stat here. He averaged 46.6 yards per punt, and he had two punts go over uh, <laughs> o- over 50 yards. And the the commentators were loving Lumi Kaba. They were hyping up legend of San Marcos. Yeah. So I mean, maybe
0: that sticks.
1: It, it's gonna. Uh, who knows? He might. He might be the legend of San Marcos now. Next will Johnson maybe get get, get two kicker <laughs> punter drafted into the NFL. So I mean. And then for Florida State, it's got to got to be Dalvin Cook. He he set the tone at the beginning of the game. Um, that 14 point deficit early really set the tone, and so I, f- I felt like because I mean once they're already like down, then they let Everett Golson go and like yeah go get your touchdowns and go off in the second half. But they're already up by 11 points by that point. So Dalvin Cook was is my player of the game for Florida State.
0: Lumi Kaba. We usually uh, we usually go with different players, but I. Can't give it to anyone but Lumi Kaba. Like you said, 46.6 yards per punt. He had seven punts for 326 yards. Three were inside the 20, which is a pivotal stat. That's what you do as a punter. You want to give him a long field. Three of his seven were inside the 20. His long field uh, punt was 57 yards. He, he even had 11 rushing yards, which is almost mashing Rob Lowe. So if we ever need a third-string running back, there's Lumi Kaba. The, and <laughs> who can fill in in a pinch. Uh, player of the game, I already talked about it, Everett Golson. Um, just because the second half he just dominated. He spread the ball. 19 of his 11—11 of his—excuse night. me. He completed the ball to 11 different receivers of his uh, 19— He spread the wealth. He spread the wealth, and then all of his four touchdowns were four different receivers. He made it look easy. Texas State's first string, Texas State's second string. Corners were just beat bad. And also, he had a clean pocket a lot. He barely—he like had the two sacks, but as soon as the second half hit— I he got touched as much as I did and I was on the couch watching the game so like it was <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty stark so I think Everett Golson was the big uh was the big key for Florida State especially he didn't know the offense as well as he will in a couple weeks so that was that was imp- impressive to see see that happen um, do you have a stat that kind of sums up this 59 16 loss in, in a quick bite
1: um. You look at how many possessions there were. There was 15 possessions. Seven, th- seven of them ended on punts. Two of them ended turnover on downs where they went for it on fourth down. Three fumbles. Which I think two of those were in the second half. And then there was only three scoring drives. Only three. And then one off of a muffed punt, which is kind of fluky. And then
0: the only real drive was the Connor White yeah, 15 they play did yard the ball drive, drive all game against until third stringers. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so I mean, what does that say about Florida State's depth, though? It doesn't say anything.
0: Let's I'm not talk sa- about I'm just <laughs>
1: saying, like, our backups versus theirs, and you see Connor White driving the ball. Just 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 for, just to play devil's advocate.
0: Maybe, maybe if we play 60 games, third versus third string, we might win the game. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe never, that's what that is. We <laughs> might take one. Who knows? <laughs> one out of 100. <laughs> um, you only need the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But <laughs> yesterday was not the one. N- uh, no, that one's going to come, like, in 2105, like 100 years from now. Um, st- my side of the game... Texas State had seven punts in total. Florida State had eight touchdowns in the entire game. That punt to touchdown ratio. Uh, Tech, Florida State scored seven of, on their last eight possessions, and all of those were touchdown drives. So, I mean, one of them, six of them were touchdown drives. So, uh, it's, for, it's Florida State. And uh, I guess we're gonna have a special bonus stat from Paul. So let's, let's hear this. Uh, I making it do an extra one, right here. One
1: last thing is I think one really po- uh, positive stat for Texas State. In that uh, hostile crowd, they only had one penalty for five yards, which is a false start by yeah. Adrian Bellard at the very I beginning of the that. game. I know, that's a good catch. Very beginning of the game, that was the only penalty that Texas State had the entire game. So, I mean, if they can keep that down to one penalty, zero penalties, and just don't shoot themselves in the foot, that would be very pivotal for them having a sucef- successful season.
0: I think so. If you can limit the mistakes, like you said, against one of the best teams in the country in that hostile environment, that bodes well for when you're playing Idaho. So, yeah. or, uh, Prairie or Prairie View A&M. Or Prairie View a and As we wrap up this podcast, Paul, any final thoughts?
1: Um, I'm about to go watch the soccer game, which is going to be pretty fun. Um, looking forward to the home opener versus Prairie view a and i A&M. I'm going to cover that with you. It'll be my first home game that I'll, I'll ever cover. So that'll be an interesting
0: experience. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you get there early, get some food in you, get some Texas State football against a team that they should beat. It's it's nice to on do. On paper, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, on paper they should if they don't. This is season's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, my final thought would be that bye, Florida State. Hardly knew you. Don't want to see you again anytime soon. We don't know who the Texas State Bobcats are because they play Florida State, so it's going to be nice to go into the – actual meat of the season and see what kind of team we have this year because there's a lot of teams I think we could win seven eight games so it'll be nice to see some kind of quote real football instead of this spectacle that we saw Saturday night so that's our show for tonight uh for today uh for Paul Good. I'm Kesey Ramirez peace out